Season 2, Episode 104, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism. Season 2, Episode 104, Jesus, the guest at Martha and Mary. In the town of Bethany, which is about five miles downhill to the east from Jerusalem. Four to five miles, based on my looking at a map. All right, um, I think this is their first uh, time together because of Martha not really understanding the importance of her guest, in my opinion, and Jesus explaining that, that Mary has chosen the better part by just sitting down and listening to him. His time is short. He's got six months. Um, during the Passion Week, uh, if not a little a little bit before then, Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. And Martha comes to him and says, If you'd have been here, my brother would not have died. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Do you believe this, Martha? And Martha said, I believe that if you'd have, even now you could raise my brother from the dead. She was a believer, and she wasn't going to say any stupid things. She was just Martha, and Martha, you know, is missing her brother. And and then that's the way he dealt with Martha. I am the resurrection life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Mary comes running when she hears that Jesus is in route or just outside the city. She runs to him, falls at his feet, weeping. And Jesus' response was not, I am the resurrection and life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Jesus wept because I think that's what Mary needed in the loss of her beloved brother. The three siblings lived together and and then he does raise uh, Lazarus from the dead and the Pharisees want to kill Lazarus because he's drawing too much attention to Jesus. So it really comes to a climax during uh, the Passion Week. And A.T. Robertson definitely takes his time. He got 16 episodes on uh, the last 24 hours, less than 24 hours of his life. Anyway, this is based on A.T. Robertson's A Harmony of the Gospels for Students' Life of Christ, copyright 1922, C.I. Schofield Reference Bible, copyright 1909, A.T. Robertson's A Harmony of the Gospels for Students' Life of Christ. All right, um, so we're going to take a look at, we're down south at Jerusalem, and Bethany is just like I said, four or five miles to the east. And that four or five miles would be pretty much all downhill towards the lowest place on the earth, the Dead Sea, which is just, I would say, 20 miles as the crow flies, according to this uh, key on this map, New Testament Israel Bible History Outline. I recommend this map very much for studying uh, the New Testament. All right. So, especially the life of Christ. All right, uh, Paul's missionary journeys, you might want to get some other maps. But uh, 
Jesus stayed a little closer to home. All right, so uh, we're on part nine, the latter Judean ministry. We are on episode 104, and we're going to go up to 111 here. So we've got uh, 104, 105, 106, 107, 108, 109, 110, 111. We've got eight more counting today's episodes of the 16th. So we're at the halfway point of when we finish this 104, we'll be at the halfway point of part nine, the latter or later Judean ministry, not to be confused with the uh, the beginning of the Baptist ministry around Jerusalem, beginning of Christ's public ministry after his baptism and the year of obscurity down in Judea. And then he heads north to the great Galilean ministry. So now he's coming back to Judea and he's not being well received. So, um, yesterday we looked at a lawyer who was tempting Christ with his questions and uh, proclaiming his self-righteousness, and Jesus handles that pretty well. That we'll pick up with the last verse uh, of, of the uh, parable of the Samaritan. And we'll take a look at today's lesson. Jesus, a guest of Martha and Mary at Bethany, five miles east and downhill from Jerusalem. All right, so if you would open your Bible to Luke chapter 10, verse 37. We only have six verses to look at here. And the first verse, Luke chapter 10, verse 37, is the last verse of the story of uh, the uh, Good Samaritan. But we have some of the major characters here. And I would say the major character is, is the lawyer, the tempting lawyer, because I see a change here. Mrs. Alvarez, my eighth grade English teacher, said, if you're ever looking for the main character in a story, look for the one that changes. Well, anyway, I think, I think he does change here. He's not tempting Christ anymore. He's not... Uh, proclaiming his own righteousness. He is more of a student-rabbi relationship here where he's not going to teach his uh, rabbi. He's going to learn from his rabbi. Verse 37, Luke chapter 10, verse 37. And the lawyer said, Jesus said, Who... Um, who was the man who was beaten's neighbor? And again, rabbis ask a lot of questions. A man that led me to Christ, when I would call him up from from Fort Campbell or from any place I was in the army, and I'd hear something weird on TV or whatever, I'd call him and ask him a question. You go, well, what do you, what do you, what do you think it says? And by the end of it, I would get the point that he was trying to make just by answering his questions. But anyway, verse 37, he, the lawyer, and this is at the end of the story of the uh, Good Samaritan, and I'll just say the words for the pronouns, the persons, and the lawyer said, he that showed mercy, the Good Samaritan. Uh, those words are hard to say, Good Samaritan especially when you're comparing them to a priest and a Levite. 
I mean, this is really attacking the heart of, of uh, self-justification, I guess. I'm going to heaven because I'm a priest. I'm going to heaven because I'm a Levite. I'm going to heaven because I studied the first five books of the Bible and I'm a lawyer. Uh, verse 37, And the lawyer said, He that showed mercy on the man who was beaten half to death and paid for his care. Then said Jesus unto the lawyer, Go and do likewise. Pretty much the same thing that he'd said to the rich young ruler that said, What do I have to do to be saved? And that's really what started this whole thing. What do I, what do I have to do to uh, inherit eternal life? And Jesus answered with the story of the Good Samaritan. And the point is, you can't be that good, you know, because the answer that he said was correct was, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, love your neighbors yourself. If you love the Lord, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. I don't know how you do with that, but I don't do very well with that. <coughs> I get frustrated with my inability or my lack of desire to keep his commandments. Anyway, and you can say, well, you're a dirty, rotten sinner, and you're not going, that's the only people that are in heaven are dirty, rotten sinners. Whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he's guilty of all. James 2.10, right before James 2.12, which says, speak and do as those that shall be judged by the law of liberty. James chapter 2 is talking about, uh, you know, faith without works is dead. Their faith without works is dead if at the, at the judgment seat of, at the mar marriage feast of the Lamb at the judgment seat of Christ, at the Bema seat, at the reward seat. You don't climb up on the top podium at the Olympics and say, I made the team. Everybody there made a team. Your participation trophy is going to the Olympics and maybe getting some, some nice swag, but whatever. You can put on eBay and sell, I guess. But anyway... Um, our participation trophy for trusting Christ is, is heaven. You go, no, that's a reward. That's No, it's not a reward. If it was a reward, then Christ would not need it to have died for to pay for it. We would pay for it ourselves. Well, you can't figure that out. That's that's your business. I, I figured it out with a little help from my friends and uh, that I didn't even know were my friends at the time. Verse 37, And... The, the lawyer said, He that showed mercy on him that was beaten, then Jesus said unto him, Go and do likewise. I mean, if you're going to be saved by keeping the law, go keep the law. If you're, if you're perfect, if you're complete, if you're, you're all that in a bag of chips, you're self-justified, unfortunately, you're not, you're not the judge. And Jesus paid for our sins. It's like the judge says, Guilty, separation from me forever in hell, but I'm going to count my son's payment on the cross, my payment. They shall look upon me whom they have pierced, Zechariah 12.10. And I'm going to count that. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Anyway, all right, verse 38. I was trying to think of a verse that talked about the commandments not being able to save, from which you could not be saved by the, by the law of Moses. 
It's one of the verses I had my kids always memorize every, there was 11 of them they memorized every year and built slowly and were on every test. Finally, they were, all seven of them were on every test. Anyway, because um, I think memorizing scripture is a good idea. All right, um, 37, 38. Now we're getting into a new story because we're not at Jerusalem anymore. I think they were tempting him outside the, 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 the temple. The Feast of Booths is over. The Feast of Tabernacles is over. Verse 38. Now it came to pass as they went. Now they is obviously 12 disciples. He picked back up at, when he came back from Mount Hermon. And then the... Uh, the... Uh, uh, the Mount of Transfiguration at almost 10,000 feet. Uh, he was gone for at least 15 days. Now, and he took Peter, James, and John with him, and they saw uh, Moses, Elijah came and talked to Jesus about his death on the cross, which is 40, uh, 60, six months away. Okay, verse 38. 37 was from the last episode, 103. This is now from this episode, which, but it's 37, 38. So they're hand in hand. By Luke's writing, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is all the Bible was given. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly furnished, and all good works, packed and ready to go, ready to serve the Lord. All right, verse 39, and she had a sister, Martha, and a, okay, let me read 38 again. And it came to pass that they went, and he entered into a certain village, Bethany, and a certain woman named Martha, and this is why I think this is the first, talking about Mary and Martha and Lazarus. Now, so Lazarus doesn't make the, the list today, and a certain woman named Martha received Jesus into her house, and she had a sister called Mary, Mary and Martha, Martha and Mary, which also sat at Jesus's feet and heard his word. Now, according to Jesus, he she picked the better thing. You know, he, he's willing to give up a meal. If he has the opportunity to lead someone to him or make a disciple of them or teach them. And and these people were important to his life and to his departure. The raising of Lazarus was huge. And Martha does come to Christ, no question. But I, I kind of question it right here because of the way she receives him. Verse 39, And Martha had a sister named Mary which also sat at Jesus' feet, along with at least 12 apostles and maybe more people, and heard his word. He just sent them out two by, you know, groups of 70 people, two by two, 35 groups to every city that he would visit in the next six months to kind of lead the way. Verse 39, And Martha had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet, and heard his word. I can, you know, I love to learn. Uh, therefore, I love to teach. 
and God's word is just amazing. It's just absolutely amazing. If I ever have a doubt for a second, I just say John 3:16, for God so loved me that he gave his only begotten son that if I would believe in him, I would have everlasting life and it, I believe everlasting life lasts forever. You can't lose it. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. I'm, God's got a hold of me and he's not letting go. My Father which gave them me is greater than all. No man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. John 10, 28. We're just coming up to that in the harmony of the Gospels here. We just had the Good Shepherd in John chapter 10, so we're going to get John is not going to disappoint in his great the Gospel according to John is pretty clear. Anyway, verse 39. And she had a sister named Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Verse 40, but Martha was cumbered about much serving. She was, she was not majoring on the majors. She was majoring on the minor. The, the, the major here is you've got the Messiah, the Christ, the incarnation of God, and you're worried about serving. Verse 40, but Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to Jesus and said, Lord, now that, that doesn't mean she believed in him as Savior. It's like the Spanish word Senor, it really, the context has got to tell you what. And I'm not sure she understands that this is the incarnation of God sitting at her dinner table or sitting on the floor waiting for food, however they ate back then, on the pillows or whatever. Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her or tell her, therefore, that she help me. God would prefer that the two sisters were sitting side by side. listening to what he had to say. There's no question she comes to Christ. No question. Six months from now, I'm the, if, if you'd have been here, Jesus, you know, she's, she's, you know, she's not above scolding Jesus. She must be the oldest. But whatever. She, you know, she, she, after Jesus, six months from now, if you'd have been here, he would not have died. Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Do you believe that I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, that you could raise my brother from the dead right now? And they, that's exactly what he does. After he weeps with Mary, and then go raises Lazarus from the dead. All right, verse forty-one. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful. And troubled, you're worried and troubled about many things. Last verse today in the story of Jesus, the guest of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. I think it's their first meeting, but verse 42. But one thing is needful. 
that would be Jesus Christ. That's it. Abraham believed God and it was counted on him for righteousness. What did he believe? He believed that the, the, the whole world, all families of the earth would be blessed through him. You know, and you go, well, you know, what about, there's believers in every family. Families are pretty big. You know, I, I read the other day that we're, we're at most cousins, 70th cousins. That would bring the population up to 8 billion. Anyway, verse 42, but one thing is needful, trusting in Jesus Christ, realizing who he is, what he's, what he's going to do or what he did. They look forward, we look back. And Mary hath chosen that good part. She's chosen me. More important than food, more important than rest. which shall not be taken away from her. Again, eternal life is eternal. I, I, a missionary to the Indians out west, we'll call him Ben, he told me the story that he was seeing his wife were out there, the Indian missions back in the late 60s, I think. And they were talking to an old chief and a young daughter on a reservation out in the southwest. and. He was talking about eternal life, and the chief goes, I don't think I'm going to live that long. And Ben said, you know, how long does eternal life last? And, and the Indian chief said, I don't think I'm going to live that long. And then his little daughter said, forever. Out of the mouth of babes. Verse 42, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, faith in Jesus Christ, faith in the God of John 3.16. For God so loved the world, so loved you, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever had me at whosoever 50 years ago, believeth in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. And guess what? That shall not be taken away from her or you, or anyone that has eternal life, to have it forever. There'll be no separation, no condemnation. Romans chapter 8. All right. Next episode, Lord willing, is episode 105. Jesus again gives a model of prayer to be compared with episode 54 and encourages his disciples to pray. Parable of the importunate friend. I think that's the guy that comes and wakes him up and says, you know, hey, I need some bread for my guests. And he goes, hey, I'm in bed. You know, it's late. We're done for the day. But the guy just wouldn't, you know, he just kept knocking. And finally the friend just opened up the door. So I really don't. Um, hopefully I'll figure out that parable by tomorrow but or by the time I teach it but but um, Christ is ready for you to come at any time don't let anything hold you back he will give you ask and 
it'll be given unto you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. That's how people get saved. And anybody can get saved. And if you're not saved, it's because you didn't ask, you didn't seek, and you didn't knock. And I did. And I hated God. I went to that Bible study. I hated God. And I went away a believer in the God of John 3.16. Because I'd never heard of this God that loved whosoever. All right. I will say adios, which is to God. It's a great way to say goodbye, I think. So agree to agree to move towards God until we meet again. And via con Dios, go with God.